Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday, everybody. We finally made it to the weekend. I am Dave Dufour. I'm joined uh, by my good buddy, Keith Parrish. We never get to pod together now that we kind of work for the same place. What's up, Keith? Yeah, not that much, Dave. Hey, how are you? How are you looking forward to your weekend? Uh, No basketball on Friday night. What are you up to? I'm not sure. I'm probably going to be thinking about game six of this series. You're not diving into Olympic qualifiers, Dave? Come on, they're on all morning. No, I'm not, actually. I I was getting text messages from my friends in Europe talking to me about, uh, you know, what Luca was doing. And I was like, wait, is Luca actually playing right now? I had no idea. I, I Look, I'm watching the Euros. I got Wimbledon going on. I've got women's national team friendly against Mexico. And we've got the Eastern Conference Finals game five. And look, man, the Bucks came out with the intensity that they were missing in game four, and they won this game wire to wire. The final score, 123 to 112, would not tell you the story of this game, Keith. They had a 20-point lead at one point. It never really felt like the Hawks were in it. Wait, did you say Eastern Conference Finals? This felt like a regular Thursday night on the first game. Like, where's my doubleheader? Where's my Kings-Lakers doubleheader? Like, who were these guys playing tonight, Dave? Where were the stars? This is the Eastern Conference Finals? That's incredible. It's Bogdan Bogdanovich. It's Drew Holiday. It's the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, so Giannis is out. You know, we all saw the knee injury. And and if we didn't see it in the game, we saw it in the opening montage that really reminded me of, like, late 90s professional wrestling opening montage where they show the guy getting hurt the previous week. You know, Giannis is out. Trey Young still out with the foot. They did show footage of him testing it out beforehand. He was able to, you know, to move, but was clearly in pain. So he's gearing up for a potential game six return. Giannis, you know, I, I doubt that he's going to be back out there unless there's a game seven, maybe. But this game, the Bucks just overwhelmed Atlanta, and it started on the offensive end, and it continued on the defensive end. Why the hell did they wait until this game to do this aggressive switching? I just don't get it, Keith. I don't understand when I watch the Bucks in the playoffs. It feels like they're such a Jekyll and Hyde team where some games they don't seem like they do anything you want them to do. You're, you're confused about what they're doing, doing on defense. You're confused about what they're doing on offense. And then there's games. I mean, obviously, you're playing the Hawks who are down Trey Young, so it's not quite the same. And maybe some of the things you, sh- you should be able to apply on defense would be more effective, obviously, against a shorthanded Hawks team. But I mean, you, you give credit to the Bucks for coming out, taking care of business. You know, like Drew Holiday, big game. Brooke Lopez, I mean, throwback game? Does this lend, I mean, I don't want to open the Pandora's box. Does this lend any credence to the argument of like, that's how a big man should play? Like, he shouldn't be out on the perimeter launching three-pointers. This man put up just monster numbers. I mean, like, like, like centers of days past. The Hawks are so small right now, right? Like, I mean, the Hawks are small. Brooke Lopez is huge. And this is why this has been a frustrating series to watch. Even before Giannis got hurt, the Bucks are gigantic and athletic and just were not taking advantage of it like they did in this game. I mean, they were all over the place. 33 points from Brooke Lopez. Bobby Portis had 22 points. Those guys only shot five threes combined. This is so out of character for this Bucks team. 55 points from Lopez and Portis, and the majority of it came inside. I almost wonder, I know this is not the thing people do in the NBA nowadays. I almost wonder if they looked back and said, fellas, we, the Milwaukee Bucks, have had six games this postseason where we've made less than a fourth of our three-pointers while attempting over 30 of them. No other team in NBA history has ever had a postseason like this. We don't make shots. Maybe. Let's go inside. 
I know that feels antithetical to like the direction of the NBA, but like the Bucks are not making three pointers, and they haven't been making three pointers for so much of this postseason. And tonight, you so you have Lopez, like fourteen for eighteen. He had more points in the paint in this game than he had in the previous four games combined. This is the first time in five years that Brooke Lopez scored 30 points in a game without making a three-pointer. It's one of those things where, like, if anyone has seen Brooke Lopez play in this Milwaukee Bucks iteration, it feels weird to try to explain to someone, hey, you know that guy? Used to just to be a back-to-the-basket post guy. Just post moves. That's all he did was played inside. and It was strange to see. And I know it's odd circumstances with the injuries and this being the Eastern Conference Finals, according to you, but, like... Brooke Lopez, man. I mean, just just a monstrous game. And yeah, Bobby Portis doing his thing. And now the Bucs get this all-important Game 5 victory. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't single out Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton was absolutely spectacular. 26 points. Had the jumper going, which is huge for him because his jumper has come and gone during the playoffs. But also 13 rebounds and 8 assists. And the playmaking for him has been, you know, an area of growth the last couple seasons. But when he's dishing like he was in this game, it actually makes it easier for other guys to create. I mean, Drew Holiday has 13 assists in this game, and a lot of that is because of the way Middleton was moving the ball. He was creating advantages for Drew Holiday. And so, you know, Middleton, if he's able to continue to play like this, that Swiss Army knife that he actually has turned himself into, this team, I mean, they should finish this in six. This should be over. They they really should have won game four, even after Giannis went down, but they never picked up the intensity. And in this game, I don't feel like the intensity ever waned. And maybe Giannis's injury kind of refocused these guys and got them to, to say, all right, we can really lock down. You know, they won the turnover battle in this game, created 14 turnovers in this game, Hawks turnovers. And, you know, I think that that's huge for, for the Bucks actually playmaking on the defensive end. But man, Middleton was just fantastic. Yeah, Middleton's done this before. We've seen a lot of regular season games where Giannis is out for whatever reason and Middleton just goes nuts. They, they run the whole offense through him. And he did it again. You love seeing the way those guys stepped up, Middleton and Drew Holiday. And maybe they were inspired by watching Chris Paul last night or on Wednesday night when, like, it's that close, when you're that close to the finals. And these veterans, these guys who've been around for a while, are like, you know what, I'm not letting this slip out of my fingers. And so having Drew and Chris Middleton step up and, like, a, a Brooke Lopez, yeah, it, it is impressive. Now, if you're Atlanta, you're you're taking a look, and you knew coming into this game that everyone had to contribute, just like in Game Four. That was a team effort, and you knew that everyone had to contribute with Trey Young out. And you know, you get 19 off the bench from Gallinari. That's huge. You you know you get you know that's amazing. 17 from Lou Williams, only six from Clint Capella. And I feel like they needed more from him. Six, eight rebounds. Just not a very good Clint Capella game. I mean, Brooke Lopez obviously was dominant. John Collins had 19. Kevin Herter's got to give you more than eight points. Three of 12 for Kevin Herter is just not going to get it done on a night where you need it from everybody. But the good news was Bogdanovich looks back. 28 points, 7 to 16 from three. Actually looked more mobile than he's looked in the last few games. And so if they're going to get Trey Young back and he's able to play you know, close to his level in game six and they have this Bogdan Bogdanovich, 
I think this is going to go seven. Yeah, it possibly could. You know, the Hawks could could absolutely bounce back, especially with, with with Bogdanovich. You know, looking like his old self and coming back. But you know, you wonder: Will the Bucks be able to respond like they did tonight? Will they be so focused? And they'll say, "Listen, you know, if Trey Young's out." They're saying, "Listen, Lou Will is not beating us again." If Trey Young plays, if if he's limited at all, do they say, "Hey, blood in the water, we got to attack that guy"? And I think you give them credit. You know, we we gave the, the veterans credit. You know, Chris and, and Brooke and. Drew, we also got to give Budenholzer credit that he is just riding his guys, and he's done it all postseason. It hasn't been talked about that much, but like Giannis's minutes were way up, and in this game tonight, you know, he's basically playing five guys. I mean, you know, you, you get a little bit of Bryn Forbes off the bench, a little bit of Pat Connaughton, but like, yeah, he played seven guys mainly when it mattered. Like, he is just, he's saying, listen, these are our horses. This is who we're going to win with, and I'm rolling with them. And I, I give I give Bud a lot of credit, you know, for making that adjustment from previous years in the postseason. Yeah, absolutely, because we hammer him for that, right? Like we hammer him every single year for that, and we've hammered him in this playoffs for it, and and make numerous jokes about it. So it is nice to see. I mean, you know, Middleton with 45 minutes, and and you know they got a night off. Of course, it's a travel day, I guess. So you know, hopefully he's ready to go. But I, if you're the Suns, you're looking at like. I don't know. A little mini vacation here. You worry about that if you're if you're Phoenix? Too much time off? No, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I feel like it's a big advantage. I feel like it was an advantage for them against the Clippers, where the the Clippers never had that time off. You know, going to seven games and and their series, it ended up really hurting them. I think Paul George going whatever, having to go a hundred miles per hour, playing over forty minutes every other day for an entire month. You know, I feel like that that ended up being an advantage for the Suns of having a, a slight rest advantage. And I think whatever rest they can build up or store up, I don't think it's going to hurt them. I think they're going to be very well set, uh, whichever one of these teams they end up facing. All right, well, game six, Saturday night. Uh, what's your pick, man? I'm leaning that the Bucks take care of business. I'm worried Trey Young's not going to be available, or I'm worried. I'm dubious he's going to be 100%, and I feel like if you don't get 100% Trey Young, that the Bucks will finish this out. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the Bucs are still, I think, a better basketball team than the Hawks, as they are currently. If the Hawks were fully healthy, it's a different story. I mean, I think they've proven themselves. And if they had DeAndre Hunter, I mean, this is obviously a whole different series. It's a shame that it comes down to, hey, this team is a little bit better when they're healthier than, than this other team. But that's basically <laughs> been the story of the playoffs. I mean, you know, three teams in the conference finals were without their best players for parts of it, you know, Trey Young going down, Giannis going down, Kawhi Leonard obviously was out for for that whole series, and it is like the nature of the beast in sports, and in particular in the NBA in this season where everybody's kind of worn down and worn out. But uh, I still think it's been fun, but I don't think the Hawks can pull it off if Trey's not a hundred percent. I will say, as far as like the the top three players, you know, maybe being out right now, uh, my wife when watching this game on Thursday night, she said, is Brooke Lopez the most famous guy in this game? And I was like, maybe like casual fan. He might be the most recognizable guy in this game. Like I, I can't, I can't argue with her, but that's the one guy she knew. She was like, there, there's Brooke Lopez. Uh, is he the most famous? I was like, yeah, sure. And on that note, that's going to do it for today. So folks, don't forget about all the other podcasts at The Athletic. If you haven't already subscribed, go to theathletic.com slash daily ding and sign up now. Thank you guys for waking up with us. Keith, finish the show. Ding, ding. <laughs>